Welcome to uh, episode 13 of Conversation on Eagle Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining me on the panel today is Liz. Hello. Hill. Hey. And Sabine. Hi. With episode notes done by Matt, Kata, and myself. So episode 13, uh, screenplay was done by Lon Wright, and it was directed by Lawrence Wilson. And the episode synopsis will be read out by Liz. Despite having won the election, Lex appears to be losing his fight against Amber as the boys begin to help the girls with their assignments and he takes it out on Bluebell. Meanwhile, Jack and Dal are at hard at work trying to solve the problem of purifying the tribe's water supply. Can we just say right off the bat, this is one of the greatest episodes. It's another one yes. of those A plus writing, it, acting, everything. is. This is a good on. one. Mm. I was singing that while I was watching it today. I was like, it's one of our favorites. <laughs> uh, I take a favorite line from this episode. There's just too many. There is one for me. It'll always be that oh. one. Yep. Well, we all know. Uh, come, come anywhere near Bray or Brady and I will scratch your eyes out. <laughs> you think Bray's wrapped around your little finger, don't you? Well, he isn't, Celine, so forget it. He's family. He's with me now. Isn't he, darling? <laughs> we'll see. Come anywhere near Bray or Brady, and I will scratch your eyes out. I think Bray will make up his own mind, don't you? So it kicks off with um, Trudy, or well, a really creepy version of Trudy, taking <laughs> more responsibility for Brady. But um, as we know, she's using this as a way to dig at Celine and assert her claim over Bray. Um, but all this ends up doing is wind up Celine. And it causes Selene herself to lash out to other members of the tribe. And yeah, this whole scenario basically forces a confrontation between Trudy and Selene, where Selene admits that she does love Bray, and Bray himself is going to choose who he likes. So let's just talk about that for a moment. Um, were the panel surprised at kind of Selene's growing confidence and assertiveness about the whole situation with Bray? Um, or do you think the signs were always there? I think Selene was very, very optimistic. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised Trudy just didn't full out smack her in the face. I wasn't surprised because Celine's not the only person you see getting comfortable. Um, mm -hmm. When you're always on, when you're running scared, you're always on the defense. There's only one part of yourself you're going to show. And, but as soon as things get, you know, level out, you start to see all these characters, all these extra layers to them. Because uh, they can actually explore who they are without constantly being afraid of us, you know, just surviving. Uh, and you'll notice this is a pattern for Celine going forth. When the ground is steady under Celine's feet, she's very assertive. She's really not, she knows who she is. She's very proactive. She's out there taking on the world. She's unafraid. But as soon as she can't trust the ground under her feet, she immediately crumbles under the pressure and needs someone to take care of her. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they've got themselves established. It's about time we see that there's more to Celine than just a nurturing mom kind of young woman. I mean, to that, I always thought it was cool because it, like, parallels the girls coming together to take on the boys. Like, I thought that's why she gained the confidence. was like, oh, yeah, the girls are, you know, putting their necks out. I think I can, too, a little bit more. And that's why she's kind of, like, 
sticking up for herself a little bit with when it comes to Bray. It was interesting what Liz said, because I never saw it that way, too. But it is there. It is. It absolutely is. Um, yeah, what, what did you think about Creepy Trudy? Because <laughs> I love that really quite <laughs> creepy. She's <laughs> so Stepford Wives creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it though. I understand because they need to set up a contrast between Celine, uh, Trudy, who's only doing this for her selfish reasonings, and Trudy when she comes into her own. You know, there's a very different mm-hmm. method to her mothering. So we do have to see her all golemy like this. Like, geez, it's just unsettling. You just want to take the baby from her because it creepy. It is. It's like watching it this morning, and I can't remember exactly like what was happening in the scene. But, like, the entire time I was watching it, I was like, this is so creepy. Like, and she's so good at it. Like, yeah. props yeah. to Tony. Like, it just was beautiful. Like, from every part of it, like, the way it was shot, the script. Like, I was just like, whoa, this is some serious acting for this little guy right now. And the way she can shift so easily her tone, like one minute she actually seems maybe she's being a bit sincere about this. And then as soon as this conversation doesn't go the way she wants it, that tick comes in and you realize where she really is, where her headspace is, and that she's really just play acting to get what she wants. And Antonia really does nail nail the nuance of somebody who's faking it and Mm -hmm. fully expects to... Because she's still acting entitled. She just, she believes that if I do this, I'll get what I want. She still doesn't really care about what Bray thinks as long as he falls in line, you know. And uh, watching her be, you know, at one minute it seems like it could be an innocent conversation with her. And then the next minute you're like, no, there was nothing sincere about that conversation. And that's really unsettling. And you're right, Antonia plays it like a champ. Right. She really does. But that... I really saw in Trudy in this episode is she does exactly as Amber told her because earlier on she was having that conversation with Amber that if she would take care of the baby more and look after her properly then maybe Bray would give her what she wanted and she took that to heart she she even tells Bray that look now I'm taking care of her properly yeah that line always like Stunt, like kind of sat weird with me i'm glad you brought that up like now that i'm talking cake taking care of probably like, that's your kid man yeah i just i don't know and that's what i mean that's why i mean when i say she's so entitled she just believes yeah. that oh if i do this i'll get what i want you know and yeah like nobody wants to be manipulated like that and no you are not owed the boy of your dreams no matter how you behave sweetheart it doesn't work that way why not <laughs> Amber told her it would off. Amber did not, in Amber's defense, she did not tell her it would work. She just said, maybe that would help your case, okay? Because what you're doing isn't working. (laughs) Said maybe. Maybe. Maybe it would cause him to have less of an interest as well, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll make him run for the hills a little slower, you know? (laughs) Maybe. Keyword being. It might at least make him stay. I mean, hey, we of running to the hills. I mean, like, <laughs> how slow was that? Like, yeah, preparing the room, and it's like, oh yeah, you're, you're preparing it for me, Brady, and you. <laughs> like, uh, uh, 
<laughs> and you did not discuss this. You don't just did you? make someone like your your roommate without asking him. Did you want to live in here? I can't remember. Does it cut to Bray and like him just creepy. screaming with his eyes of like, oh, yeah, like uh, you crazy? So, but for the next so, for the next so few wrong? episodes. Uh, for the next few episodes, every time you see Bray, you're going to see an SOS sign in oh, his yeah. eyes. Please. Please. And Dwayne does that look so well because he's he's done it before. Like it's like blink twice. Are you being held hostage? Yeah. Blink three times. But he, he very much does like the, the office thing before the office was even a thing where he just kind of looks at the camera and is like, save me. <laughs> and he will what you notice what he's doing is he he doesn't i don't even think he realizes i think it's a subconscious uh urge to flee so he finds anything else that he might need his attention and it suddenly becomes really really important you know like i have to take care of chloe i i you know it was her pet it's like you're a little overwrought about this you know Mm -hmm. right and it's just because it's an escape from trying to get out (laughs) I, I, this is really important, Judy. Okay. I have to help her with this because I screwed everything up. I'm like, you're taking it awfully hard, Bray. <laughs> He's like, I just need to get out of here. <laughs> right. You know what struck me about that conversation, actually? That Trudy doesn't seem to give a sh- that they want to kill Bluebell, even though no. she's the first one to say, I c- I'm a vegetarian. I can't eat meat, but let's kill the cow. But- I will find it oh, interesting, no. too, because Dalfess is up to being a vegetarian, too, in this episode. Like, suddenly, like Trudy's vegetarianism isn't a thing, but Dal is a vegetarian. Yeah, and I was he- going to bring that up a bit later, but yeah, that's so yeah. very uh. interesting. And yeah. we see Dal eat hot dogs and beans in one of the first episodes. I guess yeah. he was one of the people who's like, I can't, I don't, I but can't have scruples right now. So also, if like he's Hindu, Hindu, that's the thing. Like you don't eat cows. Good point. Because mm-hmm. they're a sacred species. Species. Very so maybe because it's a cow. It is interesting. It's a very fascinating contrast because you know Trudy's not the only one who doesn't care about Bluebell being killed. You know there are others who are like, yeah, I guess that's practical. But it is interesting that you point out that here you have someone who's a vegetarian who really doesn't give a crap about an animal losing its life, and you have Dal who may or may not be a vegetarian, but he still has respect for a living thing's life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's an interesting contrast that I hadn't. And I never thought of the Hindu thing. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I actually yeah. didn't think about it until fairly recently when I kind of looked into more about Hinduism. And then it clicked. Yeah. And suddenly it makes sense. Yeah, right? So that's I'm, why you didn't want to kill the cow. I, I'm suddenly wondering if Trudy's aversion to meat, it, it, if it was just she doesn't like meat and therefore says she's a vegetarian. Maybe. I know I did at that age. I think we could probably go talk about that forever. Like, yeah, but yeah, we'll come back to that way later. Uh, pepperoni pieces. Mm-hmm. You great elf! Hey, come on, we need water. He's right, Celine. It's much more important than what their education. Never did me any good. You stupid, stupid! Calm down, Sal. I know I'm upset about the baby, but don't take it out on Ryan. Whoa, whoa. Steady there. Go, going back to the fallout between Trudy and Celine for a moment. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what did you think about 
Celine's explosion later on at Ryan for um, messing up the piano wiring. Um, obviously, she's quite frustrated about the situation with Bray, but I, did you think she went a bit too far? Um, I, you know, I, I'm kind of on the fence because I think the whole point is that they, they both have... Like, I don't know. I get why she's angry with him because, of course, she is taking her anger out on him. And it does seem like mm-hmm. a real bonehead thing that he did from her point of view. Like, oh, my gosh, you, you big lunk, you know. Um, I, I don't I want to say that she overreacted, but I'm not sure if that was fair. I mean, uh, it, yeah. piano wire. But at the same I mean, time, it's like the piano really isn't important right now, you know. Yeah. It was a good yeah. idea, Ryan. To, you know, did they, we need water? It's way more important than the kids having piano lessons, <laughs> you know. And so I'm, I, yeah. I'm not trying to say I'm Team Ryan because I love Ryan. I just feel like, yeah, I feel the same I, way about I'm, it. I'm absolutely Team Ryan on this because um, not too long ago they assumed a crying baby or kids playing with a ball would attract the locos or the demon dogs, but somehow piano lessons are safe. That won't make them think anyone's there. I mean, come on. They really did not need the, those piano lessons at that time. I mean, I, I mean, get it. The arts are important. The kids' education is important. And and I so I do understand, you know, Celine's anger at that. You know, like, what the frick? This was a beautiful instrument. You destroyed it. But she's acting as though he destroyed it just for the sake of destruction, you know, rather than acknowledging that he destroyed it to help the group, you know, and... I'm suddenly drawing strange parallels here between Celine and later on with Danny with the Van Gogh, with the painting. With a, but that's a priceless piece of art. And she's going, but it's a piano. It's a beautiful instrument. I think no, she was using the piano as like kind of a way to distract herself. So like, and the fact that he destroyed the piano, mm. Celine sees it as like, that's mm. the distraction that I was using. Now I have to like confront my feelings towards mm-hmm. Ray. Like I don't have... Can't just be like, oh, can't talk to you right now. Gotta go teach kids things. I think I think her outburst at Ryan has a lot to do with just feeling impotent about her situation, you yeah. know, and super sensitive about it. And of course, when Celine latches onto something, man, she goes from zero to sixty. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's already decided it it's it's Bray, and it's like, sweetie, you've known him all of two days. Slow down your roll, calm down, you mm-hmm. know. And but she's already like, yeah. oh my gosh, he he walked by, he didn't have time to talk to me. Oh, you know, it's just so dramatic. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. she thought like playing the piano too and teaching kids piano would be kind of like her forte in the tribe. Like that was what she could bring to the table. She wasn't a jack who could rig up stuff or a doll like but her role at this moment is keeping the kids occupied and how i'm doing that right now is the piano and then that was just taken from her it's a great look at all these little conflicts though um yeah and how they juggle every single one you know where everybody how everybody feels in this episode their own little irritants the small things the big things and they all flow very well in this episode. The writing again is fantastic, and you know, even the kids are irritated with stuff. And <laughs> but I do love that the one person she decides to have that outburst to is Ryan. Well, he's safe. That, yeah, he's the safe yeah. space. You know, I mean, Ryan may be a big guy, but she knows by now he'd never put his hands on any of the girls. He really is just a gentle giant. And he most likely won't be offended by her flipping out on him. Yeah. So he was a totally safe person 
to take it out on. Exactly. Don't be daft. What's got you so angry? Because even you've turned against me. Don't be stupid. It's just, you know, you've got to start listening to other people's points of view. I'm the leader. They'll do what they're told. It doesn't work like that here. It's about cooperation. Cooperation? Well, when the locos come and get you pathetic lot, we'll see how they like to cooperate. Yeah, let's move on to uh, Lonely Lex. Um, Because we see him in this episode feeling like everyone in the tribe has basically turned against him as he begins to grow more and more angry and frustrated and basically isolated from everyone and everything because of his actions. Um, Did you feel sorry for him at all? Um, Or do you think, yeah, you, you got what you deserve? He absolutely got what he deserved. <laughs> it was very much you reap what you sow. Like, he isolated himself. That's what happens. There you go. This is the episode that actually made me fall in love with Lex as a character. And I recall, like, watching it again, I'm like, yep, this was the one. This is when I fell in love with this person. Um, all his wicked deeds. I was like, I love this character. Like, <laughs> I, there's, you get to see a lot of facets of him in this episode. Mm-hmm. And like his frustration is genuine. And it also made me realize that Lex isn't just defiant sometimes for the sake of it. He honestly really has a difficult time empathizing or understanding the point of view of others. Like it's a genuine handicap for him. And um, if, it, if his closest confidants aren't the ones pointing out that he's in the wrong... He really doesn't believe he is. It takes both Ryan and Zandra to kind of turn on him before he's forced to think about it, you know? And even then, he's not willing to just admit, okay, maybe I went about this the wrong way. Maybe I need to change. He's just impotent with not being able to change. Why doesn't it work? Why don't they just do what I want them to do? Even Ryan and Zandra don't want to do what I want them to do. And they're making more sense than me. And you can tell he just, he doesn't know how to process that. And uh, it's like, oh, okay. Okay, so this is who this young man is. And this is what he has to work through. It's a great setup for his character arc that will come down the pipe. And Caleb, of course, is really, really good at it. If anything, it's a good lesson for kids when they see what happened with Lex. Instead of just telling children that, oh, trying to boss people around doesn't work, they just they show them what happens when yeah. you try to boss people around. And um, they do. Yeah, I think that's important. Very important. Come on, Ryan. In the neck. <laughs> Can't do it. I don't believe this. Yeah. I can't. I couldn't kill anything. But you'll eat it, won't you? Oh, you're pathetic. The pair of you. It's the way it looks at your legs. Okay, yes. Okay, stick with Flex. Um, obviously, that leads us on to the Bluebell incident. So, um, obviously, Bray breaks the news to the tribe that uh, Bluebell can't give them milk unless there's a ball. So they have to, well, they decide to kill her for the meat. Um, there's a few things to talk about here. Um, so obviously Lex, Jack, Ryan set off to attempt to kill the calf. Um, let's talk about that part first of all. Did it surprise you in any way that the show kind of presented that whole kind of attempt to kill the calf? I don't think it did. No. After they killed Zoot, I was like, oh, okay. They're open to a lot. 
anything else. The tribe was already pretty, like, gets pretty dark. They were already making, the writing had already made it clear they weren't going to shy away from these things. Yeah. So, I was like, yeah, you have an animal. Why wouldn't they bring up this subject? But, you know, also watching it back as a kid, like, that's where I kind of was like, oh, cool. Like, you wouldn't normally see this in a kid's show. This is a kid's show, and they're going to show them killing an animal. Whoa. They don't actually show it, but they talk a lot about it. So I was like, oh, cool. You're not dumbing this down for your audience, which is cool. I mean, yeah, there was a few, like, close moments where you, like, yeah. Lex is grabbing this, his neck and you got the pen knife. It's like, wow. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh man. We're going for this today. A good way to teach kids that burgers don't grow on trees. Yes. I like well, that. Well, they do they're really, veggie burgers. It's so important for them to see, like, you know, it was a logical decision to kill bluebell as sad as it is it made perfect mm-hmm. sense for them to say yeah we need the meat we need the food i mean even amber is slightly disappointed that they came back without the meat you know she's like oh you managed to screw this one up everyone's you know? like oh um yeah it's not a nice decision and um but it also points out to kids like would you be willing to do this to have this food you know mm. you know and i also like that's why i appreciate like it's not an easy thing for anyone in the tribe to do it. Like, even Lex has a hard time killing the cow and eventually can't go through with it because taking a life isn't the easiest thing to do. Especially a little baby cute cow. Ryan's like, it's the way she looks at you. Yeah, right? But if yeah. you've ever worked with cows, they do look at you like that. Like, they yeah. have this look. And they're cute. Yeah, cows are beautiful. And they're my favorite animal. Always have been. And so tasty. <laughs> I raised cows for a little bit. That was fun. You know what I did like about that scene? Look at Bluebell's expression. That cow oh, knows yeah. she ain't gonna die. She feels so safe. She's like, oh, for Pete's sake. You people are not okay, gonna we're get We're doing out. this again. <sighs> they probably yeah. did a few takes. I was just thinking, how many takes did that take? <laughs> like, and I think most... Like, the headlocks were probably mostly because the cow wasn't cooperating. Let's be honest. <laughs> that is the least concerned cow I've ever seen. <laughs> She's just yeah. chewing her cud. She's just like, what else? I'm too cute to kill. You know you ain't gonna do it. When is this over with? <laughs> She's, <laughs> She's happy to be free of Chloe, I think. <laughs> right? No more coffee creamer for breakfast. Yay! Just a passing thought, but like um, Lex, like kind of passing the buck to Jack <laughs> to kill the car. <laughs> what did you think of that? It showed Lex's soft spot for animals. Yeah, I mean, we we see it earlier on with Bob, and now with Bluebell. Like he he talks a big game, but at yeah, the yeah. end of the day, he's not going to do it himself. Mm-hmm. If he gets the chance to push off. Anything slightly scary on other people, he will. That's usually the case with uh, people who engage in bullying behavior or like to rile people up. You see Jaffa do that same thing. You see a lot of tribe leaders do that when they're... It's mob mentality. If you can get other people on board with doing the wrong thing, then everybody's guilty. Everyone's party to it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you notice Jaffa doesn't kill anybody in the Chosen with his own hand. He has his people do it. So now they are guilty by association. And Lex, he he does the same thing. I'm not saying he's the only person who does, but it's a common practice Mm -hmm. for people who practice immoral actions get the people around you to agree to it 
Lex knows that exploiting the women for domestic labor isn't right. And the only way he can really get away with it is as long as the other boys support it, you know? And so they are guilty by association. It's not just Lex, it's all of the boys. And so, yeah, it made perfect sense that he immediately was like, Ryan, kill the calf, you know? And yeah, he acts all disgusted that Ryan and Jack won't do it. But as you'll notice, if he couldn't get someone else to do it, he just, it didn't happen because he could never do it himself either, you know? And I wasn't shocked at all to see that. It's, it's very already his MO. And that was why we needed Alice. <laughs> and also, because you brought up Alice, like Alice grew up on a farm. Like mm-hmm. the normal city kid wouldn't have like the guts almost to do that. Like that is a big thing to do. It's one thing to talk about, you know, for what it is, slaughtering an animal and, like, actually doing it. So who's the one who we eventually see killing, or at least cooking, one of the chickens? Oh, uh, let's uh, kill Zond- the chicken. Zandra yeah. cooked it. Ah. But in the defense of a chicken and also working chicken. on farms, chickens are much more easier to kill. You snap their neck. Yeah. Cows, there's a little bit there's, more involved. There's not, I mean... There's not a lot of blood involved with chickens, yeah. and most people don't think of chickens in a, a familial way. You know, they don't have human features. You know, cows, they, you know, especially bluebell. Yeah. I think it makes perfect sense. It's, it's a very different yeah, situation it's a different... to, you know, kill a chicken that most people don't give a crap about, or a cow that has big, gigantic baby eyes <laughs> and can talk and to you. Thank you. And you've been to everyone's complaining that it was a pet. You know, Chloe loved it. So are the chickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, you know, the, only know. the kids it's are different. upset about that because nobody else gave a crap. No. <laughs> Sorry, Lily. We know you like your chickens. Nobody's <laughs> snuggling up to the chickens. I'm not saying it's okay what they did. I'm pointing out why. Yeah. Yeah. They were, why it was easy for them to do it. That's all. Yeah, I, I love what uh, Zandra says about Lex, though, about this whole thing. Um, he, you know, I'm going to kill the calf, and it never happens. He's brave. I'll give him that. Totally bone idle. Never done a day's work of life in his life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. If it really means he has to put the effort into it, Lex is like, ugh. Forget it. I'm liable to break out a rash. Oh, yeah, you just reminded me of a sly line Zandra says, um... When Bray talks about the the bull, oh yes, and she says that Lex is just kind of full of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. it came out of nowhere. I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. It's like Sandra. <laughs> so of course, my, I I love the coin toss with Lex and yeah, so that was adorable. That is absolutely. If you if you weren't gonna like Lex, you're never gonna like him after that moment. That's all I can say. Like, because that is it's one of prime. It's one writing. of my favorite Lex moments. It's adorable. Like, how long did he sit out there, unable to kill that cow? (laughs) (laughs) And you can tell he's kicking himself because he has this image of what a man should be able to do, and he can't bring himself to this, you know. And he's like, he's so irritated. I love. He's looking at her. He's got the knife. He didn't want to get his hands dirty. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to provide for the maw, and he just can't. He's like, All right, I'm going to give you one chance. My lucky coin. You know, heads you die, tails you live, whatever. He looks. Best out of three. <laughs> yeah, right? Then when you see him again, he's literally just sitting there, 
just kicking himself. Cal's like, dude, you're going to untie me anytime soon. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> let's get this over with. I'm like, bless your heart. There's hope for you yet, Lex. <laughs> uh, and then he goes back in and claims that the locos are coming. Oh, that was so there. funny. Like, I thought that was so, like, because he's thinking on his feet and trying to make himself look better to everyone else that he couldn't kill the cow. Like, how can I weasel out of this because I'm too lame to admit that I couldn't kill the cow after I made this big show that everyone else was too much of a baby to kill the cow. That that was so ridiculous that no one believed him but Gondor. That was yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, this is one of those. This is one of those behind the scenes things that you really wish you could watch get set up. Yeah, I would love to watch Lex kicking his own ass. Right. Or he goes back to the mall. So I was today when I was watching that, I was like, how how did he do this? Like, if we were to set this up as like a spin-off or like if we got to see everything, like how would that happen? I was like, what could like did he kick his own ass? Face. He rubbed some dirt on his face. He did shoveled his yeah. hand, yeah. He did do some damage to himself. Yeah, he, he did, did actually cause bruises and he so did was, like, Did he go down to a casino or something and like mix it with some demon dot like no. Or just run into a fence. Run into. Yeah, I think I definitely don't think he got anyone else involved because that would be he would that would mean really losing a fight to someone, and Lex yeah. isn't into that. He did this to himself, which makes it absurdly hilarious. Because <laughs> it's like the end of Scream Four, and you're watching Jill like throw herself around the house. Yeah. It looks like she's been attacked, or Jim Carrey in the bathroom scene of Liar Liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's watching that someone beat themselves up is always funny <laughs> yes just imagining that Lex, imagining him pulling a fight club that's so great i i love it i want to yeah. see that so bad that's all i could do to save myself what happened to bluebell well last i saw there were 20 of them easy hunting her down mm. probably sacrificed her to some god or other sliced open her throat well, eat her alive most likely That's real funny, Lex. <laughs> let's take a break from Lex for a moment. We'll come back to him. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> let's move on to uh, Chloe. Um, obviously, we've spoken before about how she's quite a loner and does her own thing. Um, but yeah, this episode kind of really highlights just how much she doesn't click with pretty much anyone else in the tribe. Um, yeah, did you feel sorry for her losing, well, basically her only friend? Yes, of course I did. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't blame the I don't blame the kids their decision. It it made sense. Even just letting it go free makes sense. You know, you can't afford to keep it if it's not going to give us anything. But yeah, it was Chloe's only friend. You know, we've we've seen her talking to Bluebell about everything that's on her little mind, and nobody knows this side of Chloe. Nobody has reached out to her. No one has connected with this child. She's so lonely in this world. And Chloe is her friend. I mean, sorry, Bluebell is her friend. And and they're talking about killing it. And yeah, I felt her pain. I would I would be like, I hate you. I hate you all. I felt it in my gut. I just want to give her a hug. A big hug. I'm so sorry, sweetheart. You know? Mm-hmm. Huh. Poor kid losing her emotional support cough. Mm. <laughs> sorry. Well, you said that. Yeah, I was... 
I, growing up, I was very much the Chloe, and any animal I could befriend, I did. So I definitely felt mm-hmm. felt really bad. Even today, like I feel bad for Chloe because that that is it's the one true friend she has in this entire yeah. world. And you, you see her face when you know Lex yeah. come back and says what happened to the calf. It's heartbreaking watching her. You know she's been crying about this, and to think of her friend dying that way—it's awful. <laughs> Yeah. But even like, so I think Bray and Chloe are the only ones who actually say Bluebell. Like nobody even realized, like takes the time to realize like, oh, this is a thing that has a name. Like it is a pet. And even though it doesn't provide, like it does mean the world to this little girl. Like it's not just a calf. It's Bluebell. I mean, think about the moment when they discover Bluebell and, you know, Chloe promises it'll give them milk. And Lex says, okay, fine, we'll keep her. And Chloe, she's so overjoyed. She runs and gives him yeah. a hug. And he's like, yeah. get me. <laughs> but, right? you know, it's so important to her. It's so important to her. I think Ryan's the only one who actually ever calls the cow by her name. He's like, hey, Bluebell. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 a hard, it's a hard moment. Because, you know, we've all, we all had to do that as a kid. We've all had an animal at some point and we've lost them. Maybe they ran away. Maybe they died. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. how that crushes you, that introduction to death and losing your companion and oh, seeing Chloe, the tears in her eyes. You could tell she'd been crying. I was like, Lex, I think you're being funny, but you need to stop before I punch you in the mouth. Because you're right. a girl. You're making this so much worse. Yeah, let's let's latch on to that. Like, um, what did you think of Lex's line there? Because um that was just quite mean. <laughs> like to say that Bluebell was sacrificed to some god by the locos. Yeah. See, that was him over I can totally understand yeah. him lying about what happened. Of course. I get that. That's fine. This is him overreaching back into his cruelty. I almost wonder mm-hmm. if he's trying to overbalance for the vulnerability he just experienced. Yeah. Probably. You know I mean? like, he didn't like feeling vulnerable like that. He didn't like not being a man. So this is him overreaching to get back that equilibrium see you know? i've always thought that though in this scene is like i don't think anyone believed that he got beat up by the locos i think they realized that he couldn't kill the cow like he said he was so he's making up the act and at that point he's not even pretending anymore that's just the first far-fetched thing he could have said because you know why he's just digging on grave at that point i do love how Bray instantly intervenes when Chloe tries to attack Lex with, with his pick on someone your own size. Wow. Oh, he said something nice about Bray. <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're all in shock. We're just like, ah. <laughs> I didn't have anything for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I was prepared to defend Bray today. Yeah. I don't have to. <laughs> I, I I never said I hate Bray. I just hate his behavior in the first few episodes. No, I'm just I'm teasing you, Sabine. We've all done it to Bray. We've all found ourselves exasperated with him and not able to stop dunking on him. <laughs> so I'm just joking with you. I'm I'm just frustrated from Trudy's point of view about that guy. I do think it's an interesting lesson for Bray because. Um, he does have his issues with Lex and is sometimes just as bad as Lex. He gets caught up in it and wants to make Lex look like a fool. And that's the only reason why he mentions that Bluebell will never give them milk. He didn't have to say anything. 
if he really cared about Chloe and her pet, he could have just let Lex and the others figure that out on their own. You know what I mean? But he isn't, he's enjoying that moment of being able to tell Lex, you're not going to get milk. I'm sorry. You're not going to be able to provide for this tribe because you're an idiot. And then immediately regretting it. Yeah. It threw Chloe under the bus, you know, took her friend away and you see it hit him like, oh, right. I'm, I can't get so caught up in hating that guy that I screw other people over when I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, and he's just like, I should have kept my mouth shut. Like, yeah, maybe you should have. <laughs> You know, sometimes it's not worth getting back at Lex, you know, and, yeah. and, and Bray was one of, was the first person to see how much Chloe cares for Bluebell. Yeah. I mean, granted, I still think he leaned into it just a little much so he could escape Trudy, but yeah, he's, he genuinely feels guilt over it. Yeah. You know, and, um, he, he goes out and does something. He actually goes out and does something about it. And I was like, well done, Bray. Instead of sitting there pining and feeling all guilty and waiting for someone yeah. to validate his feelings, he went out and did something. You know what I mean? Just to make her feel better. And he was—he picked a really smart choice with the chickens. Low maintenance, easy to care for, will provide for them all. The kids can cuddle them. Well done, Bray. <laughs> well done. Here's your gold star. I'm so proud of you. You finally did something. Yay. He's growing up. Growing up. <laughs> hey, he is a proficient man. There's a weird continuity era. Um, just a quick one. I don't. It, this is one of those quirky things. I don't know if you guys noticed. Um, when Chloe, she goes to look for Bluebell. She doesn't believe that Bluebell's dead. And mm -hmm. she finds her and she decides to run away. Lex is back outside. And he's trapped. Mm -hmm. You know, he's really yeah. upset. Because he knows nobody believed him. And he's like, mm -hmm. he they all suck. But you'll notice he no longer looks like he's been beat up. They clearly filmed yeah. that before and i was yeah. like oh that's like the first real glaring continuity error i've ever noticed because yeah. they've been pretty good about them but and this is yeah. this is also when you start realizing they're actually putting a little more effort to get pickup shots yeah mm -hmm. but, mm. but something i noticed about that scene was lex saw chloe and blue well he just didn't give a where she was taking the call he was glad it wasn't coming back yeah because then everyone would know well Everyone yeah. knows already he's lying, yeah. but everyone, everyone would die. But wasn't it that might have also been part of the continuity where they didn't realize that he was like that he would have been inside. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Know. I think it was a pickup shot. And this is where you start noticing them doing pickup shots, which is cool, which exactly. is really awesome. Like, but you you'll start noticing the pickup shots don't always match. But I still appreciate the fact that they're they're doing them. I don't know, yeah. maybe they, their budget got better or um No, I think what I think probably what happened was that they needed a, a something, so they went back and did it as a pickup and then just forgot where people needed to be. Mm -hmm. Because it becomes a trend. I mean, yeah. considering how intricate the kids' costuming is, their hair, their makeup, it really is hard to keep all of that oh. completely mm -hmm. in line. So from here on, you're going to start seeing that the pickup shots don't usually match. But to me, it adds to the charm of the show. Oh yeah, no, I I love that you see how the show was made while watching the show in like a weird, bizarre way. Why don't you just let it go and hunt it down? That would have been funny, just like the cavemen. You don't need me to help. That's your business. Don't break my back about it. It was a pet. Jack. All right, all right, I get you. It was a pet and a walking burger bar. You. <laughs> hey. Sorry. Uh, let's talk about um, the dream team for a bit. Uh, Jack and Dal. Um, 
So in this episode, we see them have some success with their new water filtration system. But they they have a bit of a clash throughout the episode, really, because um, obviously over Bluebell, and Dal gets annoyed at Jack's prehistoric attitude towards it. Um, yeah, what do you think about the two's relationship so far? Like an old married couple. <laughs> <laughs> like... That's just how I thought of it. Like, Jack didn't have to go and kind of pick on Dal, and then Dal kind of went back at it and got annoyed. They were just cute, but didn't have to happen. You start to notice that they're becoming more comfortable with each other, so they, before when they'd annoy each other, they'd immediately walk away from the other. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I can't Mm -hmm. talk to you. But here, Jack does feel he can tease Dal. Even though it's not funny, but it is funny to Jack. He teases him about being a vegetarian. Like, yes, she was a pet and a walking burger bar. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and, hilarious. Yeah. And he, like, backs away. Like, he knows you know? he's about to get punched. But he's also not afraid that Dal is going to stop being his friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that, that comes from becoming secure with a person. That, oh, I'll make it up to you. They'll forgive me. It's okay. That gentle ribbing. And you start to see that back and forth in their relationship. You know, when they're first talking about what they're going to do about getting the water, you know, you start to see Dal is the hands-on guy. He was the one up mm-hmm. there working with the pipes and Jack's the idea guy. And Jack gets all excited. He's like, if there's enough mud up there, you think we can grow plants? And Dal's like, dude, one problem at a time. Can we fix the water? Okay? Yeah. Because I really need a bath. So we'll worry about your <laughs> greenhouse someday later. You know, and Jack's like, sorry. <laughs> also, like, Jack's like, we've got some sensitive vegetarians to Ryan. Because <laughs> they're like they are, they're ribbing each other, but it it's the old married couple. Yeah, I know. I also love how again, you know, Ryan is saying, "You sure this is gonna work?" And Jack's like, "Of course it is. I worked it out scientifically." And of course, Dal has to be like, "It's not gonna work without wire." Have you thought about that? <laughs> Jack just is like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't, you know, think about the actual detail." <laughs> I, I love how Ryan instantly knows where to find wire, though. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love that, too. How did he know? How did he know? And, I mean, he purposely only took out half of that piano. <gasps> I know. Yeah. He's so cute. You can still play half of it. That and is he knew so how adorable. to take it out. That is adorable. Ryan is secretly a genius who knows pianos. That's what my theory is. It's a really out-of-the-box solution. You know, um, and yeah, it, it's the first and you again, you're starting to see who Ryan is when he's not just Lex's lackey. Like this is who Ryan is, this is how he thinks. He genuinely wants to help people. He doesn't want to screw people over. You know, he's willing to argue with Lex about the water situation. He's like, I know you're mad at me, man, but it isn't really fair what we decided to do. And we can't expect the girls to do it. You know, and yeah. so we know that Ryan's the kind of guy who's willing to own up when he's screwed up. You know, he doesn't mind being called out. He's not overwhelmed by ego. So it's really nice. You're starting to see who he is when he's not just standing in Lex's shadow and finding a little confidence to think for himself. And this is what I, this is what I, and he solves the problem. It's not the way you would want it to be solved, but he solved it. Yeah, he found his way. When a genius couldn't think of anything, Ryan did. <laughs> oh yeah, this made me laugh. Uh, going back to the episode a bit, uh, who didn't love Queen Zandra? <laughs> 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 uh, 
She's Love got on it. these sparkling elbow length gloves and a crown, like <laughs> and a glittery golden apron with lace trimmings. That was fantastic. Right? I love Zandra. Like I remember hearing somewhere, like on a blog post or something, like you know, nobody likes doing housework, but if you could like wear a sparkly crown, like make it <laughs> mm-hmm. fun. And so while I was watching it again, that's all I could think of was that blog about like wearing yep. a tiara and high he- heels to do laundry. <laughs> I was like, yes. But she's yeah. just so comfortable and she's just doing it. It's like, yeah. it's natural. Why not? <laughs> At least she didn't put on a French maid's outfit. That's just something yeah. one store or another. There's no reason to look frumpy just because you're doing housework. Right? Zandra's like, I can look cute no matter what task you give me, okay? Yeah, the only thing she doesn't like doing is dishwashing. But she'll still do it and look like she belongs she's in the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it. Yeah. I love her. She even got Ryan to wear an apron. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, come on, Ryan, dress up with me. He's like, okay. <laughs> and Ryan asking for a rolling pin. Come on, that was adorable. Okay, yeah. And he was like trying to make Celine's bread, which I was like, mm-hmm. aw, you're trying. <laughs> Bread is not that easy to make, either. You're the best person for defending them all. Protecting us. That's what you should be concentrating on. I would be. If everybody else would stay out of my hair and do what they were told. Why don't you leave all that hassle to me? I'll sort out the chores, the day-to-day stuff. Take that off your hands. You make it sound so easy. Let me try. Yes, that brings us towards the end of the episode where we have the compromise between Amber and Lex. So that she'll deal with the day-to-day stuff. Um, Bray will handle the chores and provisions and Lex can just handle security um, yeah what do you think about Amber's compromise here it's fine I think it's what she always planned mm. actually because mm. it, it, yeah I don't think she ever assumed Lex would completely step down she's too proud for that but with this she got exactly what she wanted she got to do the day to day stuff and she got to tell Bray that he was in charge of provisions and he didn't really have a say in the matter so she even got him to do what she wanted but they're finally playing to their strengths too like you know bray has shown that he can find things lex has been great at security you know celine's good with the kids like we've talked about how early on the rota didn't work because they weren't doing what they were wanting to do so now amber's seeing that if she gives roles to people that they want to do it will help the cohesion of the tribe so i was like good job amber you finally figured it out well i mean that was always her goal to find a way to get everyone to contribute Mm -hmm. in the way that was best for them you know um she always recognized that that's why she recognized that she's one of the first people who recognized in lex that he could be useful she just didn't know how he could be useful you know, and that was her struggle. How can we all be useful? And of course, it's a learning curve. She's had to watch <laughs> all these people. And as annoying as Bray is, she has figured out that this guy's really good at bringing things home. You know what I mean? Um, if he's not bringing food, he's bringing kids. So it's like, yeah, he obviously knows how to find this stuff. And he's not afraid to keep leaving and going out there. The world doesn't afraid frighten him. She has to learn that. You know what I mean? Watching Lex, she has to learn. What are his strengths? What does he enjoy doing? You know, and... I don't, I, I do love how she ends up here. This, she had to take a circuitous route 
to get to this. But this is really, you know, Sabine's right. This is what she wanted to get us here mm -hmm. where we're all doing, you know, something. We're all contributing and we're not fighting with each other for leadership. And uh, I love that conversation between her and Lex. It's, it's a really brilliant one because, of course, Lex is actually listening to her because he does respect Amber. Because yeah. she respects and listens to him. And at this point, he's already had his two best friends tell him, well, you're wrong, dude. And you can almost get this. I almost feel like there's this tiny part of him that's like, Amber, tell me what to do. But do it without ruining my ego. Can you do that for me? <laughs> and Amber does. She's like, okay, I hear you, Lex. Let me put it out like this. And Lex's like, deal. I can take that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and at first, he doesn't want to give Bray any responsibility because he doesn't trust him. I'm just trying to free you up so you can do what you do best, head of security. Yeah. And then Bray brings in the chickens, and it's just obvious that Amber was right. And Lex is like, look, I didn't want to get food anyway, so. Yeah. But I love when he says, let's kill him before they get too friendly. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, that was so good. That was hilarious. It's a great moment. It really is. It's it's a wonderful, like, okay, we're finally here. We got to it. It took 13 episodes, and now we've... But it's a really great step-by-step -step process watching this happen, watching people fall in line and find their place. And, you know, it is, it is. there's still strife. We still have plenty to deal with, but we're getting there. We're making some progress. We're growing. We're becoming something, you know? And I love how it ends. I love when Bray's looking at Amber like, do I have a choice? Nope. <laughs> you don't, you never quit. You never give up, do you? And she's like, where would that get us? You know, and you can see he really is admiring that quality in her. Like, how the heck does she do it? She got exactly what she wanted. She even got me on board. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> and, and the look she gives him is hilarious. I think that's the moment Bray found just a little in love. <laughs> he was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will follow your vision anywhere. So the uh, yeah the four, final thoughts of the episode um, we have the water filtration system kind of working um, as the first drops of rain hit them all and they're able to get collect some though it does need some refining. Um, yeah, let's talk about that bit for a moment. I, I know everyone seems to have forgotten the security system, but <laughs> what did you think <laughs> about that success there? It's cool. Again, it's a really nice way of showing kids that. You know, just because you're on the road to solving a problem doesn't mean you're immediately going to get there, you know, and the fact that Dal is not, Dal and Jack are not discouraged. Yeah, it looks gross. We'll fix it. We're halfway there. You know what I mean? We're getting the water from the roof to inside. That's half the battle. Just because now we just have to figure out how to clean it. You know what I mean? And uh, I like that. I like that telling kids, do not freak out over your first failure. Keep going. You're halfway there, you know? I've always liked the bookend because earlier in the episode, they say that there's no sign of clouds or anything, like no chance of water. And then once things start to kind of shift and they start to work together as a well-oiled machine, if you will, like the rain starts and suddenly, you know, things yeah. aren't as bad as they've seen. Like it's, it's like a storybook ending and it's cheesy looking back on it, but it, <laughs> it is kind of like hours ago, we thought we were like totally sunk and now... We've come together and we're trying to make this work and it's okay. You're right. It's definitely thematic and it feels good. You know, it's like yeah. these kids deserve a break. They're doing their best. And you do feel that you start in a place of despair at the beginning of the episode. 
And then you get here and it's like this hopeful, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this could work. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, and it's we, not we like, work. like you said, it's not perfect. Like the tribe still has things to iron out, but we're coming together and it's going to be okay. We got the car running. Okay. We still don't have a map and we don't know where we're yeah. going, but we got the car running. <laughs> exactly. And you know, one of us might be out in the woods somewhere, but it's okay. I, I I did like that the moment they had water, someone actually cared enough to shout out, Trudy, we have water. Not that she cared, because we don't want water, Brady. We want <laughs> and she flat out says she doesn't care. <laughs> we don't want water, do we, Brady? We want rain. <laughs> like, you sow up. Cringe. I'm like, oh, the but dramatic 15-year-old. But at least someone took the time to shout that out to her with a, look, we have water. It feels like they're actually trying to include her for once. And how does she repay them? By just being like, no, we don't want it. We want Bray. (laughs) Well, at least she says that just to Brady and not to everyone else. Yeah, but if they all could have heard it, I would have been like, yo. You are just no. Bye. And uh, yeah, let's, let's end the episode on Chloe because of obviously, um, as far as she was aware, the locos had <laughs> stolen Bluebell, and she goes running in search of her, uh, ends up trapped out in the storm. <laughs> um, yeah, what were your thoughts about that final part to the episode? Oh, well, I my first thought when she was going out, I assumed she was gonna try and look for Bluebell by the train yard, back where she found Bluebell the first time. But yeah, her her trying to get the calf to safety away away from the city. It just it made sense for her. Yeah, I mean, I, mm. I I get it. I totally understand why she's doing it. I mean, Bluebell clearly didn't go very far from the mall after Lex tried to make her run away. <laughs> um, maybe Bluebell liked the coffee creamer after all. She just didn't want to be tied up. I don't know. But Bluebell was clearly still around there and. Chloe's like, well, you can't stay here because even if my tribe doesn't eat you, someone's going to. You know what I mean? We got to get mm-hmm. you away from these awful people, and that, that's that's you know that's a hard thing for a child to realize. But she's she's up to the task. But I do I feel bad that she yeah. gets she gets Bluebell away, and then Bluebell's like, okay, bye, see ya. <laughs> but is there also like Chloe has this very real look of like once the thunder starts, like. Oh no, I've never been in this position where I've been truly sunk. Like, this is a bad situation right now. Which we know doesn't, like, it fares better for her. But, like, she's very much bit off more than she can chew, I think. And I think it's the first real time that she has. And she can tell. She knows she's in trouble. You know, she knows she's dangerous. And her best friend just bailed on her. And (laughs) she's just like... He's out. Outside, it's getting dark. The poor girl is all alone. It's typhoon season. It's awful. She's like, crap. But it's also a great character introduction. The next episode. Yeah. Just when everything was working well in the mall, a wrench shows up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And oh, what a wrench it is. Oh, Amber, did you think you got this machine working? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Guess what? We're going to have a space cadet join. That's like putting a stick in someone's spokes of their bike just to see them fly over the handlebars. Right? <laughs> like, for what it's worth, like, this, you know, I I go back and forth on my like and dislike of Tysan, but it is a great introduction to the character at, like, 
the greatest time ever. Because, mm-hmm. like, things are starting to get moving, and then it's, like, crashing down. It's like, oh, there's one more aspect of society that you forgot. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, in the clowns. So, yeah, A-plus episode, fantastic acting, wonderful writing, great direction. They really got their teeth into this, and... I'm, I'm just like, I'm here for it all the way. I feel like all the, the clunky setup is over. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I was just about to say that. Like, the clunkier episodes have gone for the most part from this point on that I can remember. That you want to remember. That I want to remember. I mean, there's a few, but, you know. Later on, you're going to have episodes that are not as interesting, but they're not clunky in their execution. No. No. You know, like... This, you know, this is like pushing a car uphill. Now you got the momentum and now it's running and yeah. it's like, okay, we're here now. Okay. But like it's, it's gotten its pace and, you know, even the little quirky continuity issue. Like I, I still look past those. I don't really care. Like yeah, yeah. the, the disappearance of characters or the makeup doesn't ever detract for me ever. It just, it gives it another layer personally. Um, so that brings episode 13 to a close thank you once again to the panel and we'll see you next time for episode 14 until next time bye bye see you bye